Oh, hello there, and welcome to another episode of the 209 Till Infinity Podcast. CD Slap. Coming to you live from beautiful Series, California, home of the Infinity Studios. Get it, Savage. It's Monday morning, the pod is dropped. Cue up the new soap and the coffee pot. You know these cats got a lot to say. Savage O'Malley and Billy A. Yep. Hip hop life and movies too. Keeping up on the trends just like you. CD slaps hooked up with this funky beat. Oh, you know the boys, we love to eat. Grub it. It's all part of the show. We love to bring to your earbuds hell. We even sing. Mm-hmm. So sit back, relax, enjoy the show. And like Biggie said, now you know Do you need a break and escape just to ease your mind? Well look no further than your homies in the 209 Because it's time to lose all those blues that got you stressed out Give us one hour and you know we'll knock that mess out The best route is music, movies, laughter, and friends The conversation's starting, y'all jump on Come in on. And you know it won't stop, you know it don't end That's why we call it 209 till infinity, my friend The party don't stop, the party don't end That's why we call it 209 till infinity, my friend The party don't stop, the party don't end That's why we call it 209 till infinity, friend. The party don't stop, the party don't end. Now let's let the episode begin. What up, what up, what up, and welcome to another episode of the 209 till infinity podcast. As always, it's your boy, DJ Billy A, and across the way from me is my man, 50 Grand. Get up on that microphone and tell him who you am, my friend. Oh, shit. Here we go. Play Freebird! <laughs> Freebird! Play American Band! We'll come to your town and help you party down, baby. We're an American band. We're an American podcast. Traveling band. Merka. Traveling man. Merka. What's going on, man? It's your boy, Big Skis, a.k.a. Savage O'Malley. Um, man, we'll go through Oracle. And uh, yes. welcome uh, to the 209 Till Infinity podcast. That's right. As we are getting ready to close out season five. Yeah, yeah. I mean, so how's that? So in October we hit five years. So we're ra- we're wrapping up season five. It's our fifth year. But are we closing out season five? Is that how that works? I've, I've lo- I'm lost yeah. on that. We're in the middle of season five right now. Yeah. So if you go to the old uh, podcast page, yeah, you will see that we are on season five, episode whatever. Yeah. And. Uh, Season six it was what we'll be jumping into. In November. Yeah. Okay. Gotcha. So it was five years ago. Is this episode October coming out? 2018, October 2018, yeah. Oh, so this this one right here that we yeah. are gonna drop right here, this this bad boy. Uh-huh. This legendary performance. Okay. It's gonna drop November sixth. Okay. So and then we when we come back on of, the thirteenth, yeah. we will have our New, uh, you know, season six blow up. Got you. Okay, so we hit five years in October of 2023. It was five years ago in October of 2023 that I sat in your little kitchen with you and we huddled over one microphone and I said, what up, what up, what up? I, the infamous iPod world. What up, iPod world? Yeah, that's a fucking worst. Which is the first time in the history those two words have ever been used together. Yeah, it's so awful. Uh, okay, so man, five years. Well, congrats, man. It's been a hell of a ride, having a lot of fun doing this. Always look forward to our get-together and our hang once a month where we knock these episodes out and give them to the people, baby. We're just giving the people what they want. That's all. I mean, that's, that's all you can do. That's all you can people. do. That's what's up, man. So yeah, it's uh, crazy that it's been five years. Uh, it's hard to believe, but at the same time, it feels like we've been doing this forever. You know what I mean? Like... It's insane that five years has gone by that quickly, but the flip side to that is, I, it feels like now that you and I have just been doing a podcast all the for our whole lives. You know, it just feels like it's a part of the fabric. Like it, it we just basically did um, podcast prep in yeah. high school. Yes, yeah. All our conversations led up to this moment. Now, 
five years ago when I said, what up iPod world? Everything that we did was just culminating to that very embarrassing moment. Yeah. Right. <laughs> I, yeah. Because it's part of my vernacular now. Like my wife is always like, so going to Scott's this weekend. Like it's just part of like my routine. You know right, what I'm saying? Right. Like, so when, wh where are you guys at now? Okay. So I can know we just dropped one Monday. We got one more next Monday. So then it'll be the following weekend. I'll be at Scott's either Saturday or Sunday. Maybe we'll see. We're going to figure that out. Like, but it's just become part of my process, part of who I am, part of my, yeah, and part it, of my routine. And it has become funny how the weekend that we need to record or we should record that would, that it would fall in our normal routine. Yes. The amount of stuff that happens to fall right on those. Oh wait, yeah. It's nuts. It's, it's, uh, it's, it's very, uh, Bittner's law, if you will. <laughs> Bittner's law coming into play. I have, for that. example, I'll tell you this, uh, by the yeah. time this airs, this will have already happened. Right. But, uh, I don't ever fly and travel on Mondays. Right. Let alone, I usually travel in the mornings. Right. But because of going to the East Coast and time frames and all this kind of stuff, yeah. I'm actually traveling midday and then landing late evening. Okay. I never do that. Right. The one time I do that, yeah. the Niners play on Monday night. <laughs> of course. The one time. Right. Of course. They you can. know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Of course. Can I just sit and relax and watch the Niners tomorrow on Sunday and then fly and not have to worry about it? No, 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 no. no. No, 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 no. Not in a world where Bittner's Law exists. No. Yeah. The good news is during that weekend, we'll talk about it um, when we come back. Um, basketball starting back up. Ah, uh, yeah. Opening night. Yep. Warriors at Kings, October 27th. Mm. I will be there. Lower level. Nice. Little birthday celebration for myself. Hell yeah. Be there with, uh, with my squad. Yes, sir. That's what's up, man. That's going to be a fun game to watch. So do you remember those books, dude, where like, um, you know, you'd be like, you're following this wolf with diamond eyes and it ran into the cave. Go to page 74 if you want to enter the cave or yeah. you want to go to page 126 to go back to the town. Choose your own adventure. We've there talked about is, them bro. on the show. Yes, we have. Often. Yes. We're going to play a little choose your own adventure. Okay. Today. I love it. Would you like to go to go A, delivery services and money or a music thing? Mm. Let's go music. Okay. I have usually stronger takes on music. That I... Listen, I'm going to tell you something right now. Uh, uh -huh. We have talked about this several times okay. over the five plus years of this show. Um, there are th certain things that because of life and because of in inaccessibility, things like that, that we missed. Yes. 100%. And, you know, we, uh, for example, I'll tell you right now, there was a couple Scarface albums that we didn't really dig into. Correct. That, uh, you know, we are like, man, those are great albums. Yes. The Fix is yeah. one that I really didn't dig into. Maybe the best Scarface album ever. Yeah. It's really it's, good. It's really good. Yes, it is. So we've talked about that. Um, I want to tell you something. Yeah. That we, uh, it was kind of, uh, I'll give you some credit here give you some love a little bit um for sure fueled by you mm. uh ludicrous mm. yes chris bridges atl's finest one of atl's finest uh you had sent me a video or a, a song and said something about man this is so good da, 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 right yeah. and uh it was off the ludicrous ludiversal album Correct. Which his, came out in 2015. His, his last, last studio album. Yeah, his last studio album. Correct. And I'd heard a couple songs on there. I've talked about Call You Bluff before. That yes. one's just, That's been on there. Uh, but I really never uh, sat down and listened to it, uh, the entire album. Um, I kind of, I, I don't want to say soured on Ludacris. Um, his first few albums were fire. And then I, I felt like he kind of got away from it. Just it just wasn't my thing for a minute. Yeah. At the Chicken and Beer album, I didn't think was that great. It was a lot of uh, radio play type stuff. More it seemed like he's got. I don't want to call him a one trick pony because that's not the proper uh, that's not the proper terminology to use. He is an incredible rapper. We you and I both mentioned multiple flows, 
Um, great voice, great cadence, nice bars, but his subject matter is where I think if anything has kept him from being in that top 50 conversation or that top five conversation, whatever top conversation you're having about rappers, top 10, top five, top 50, whatever it is, I would say that it feels like the majority of his subject matter is sex. And, and, and in his early years, I will tell you this, part of the reason that I loved him became part of the reason that I went other places. Sure. He was fun and catchy and, yes. you know, I'm a sack king like Chris Weber. Yeah, yeah, You yeah. know, little, uh, you know, play on words, like that was kind of his move, you know what I right, mean? Right, right. And then like at a certain point, I was like, okay, I get it. Yeah. You know what I mean? Content. Yeah, absolutely. It's a, it's a content issue. It isn't. It isn't a. Uh, it isn't a, um, a talent issue. It's not a beat issue with him. Right. It's not that he doesn't know how to put together and craft a, a really catchy, fun song. It's just and and it's the issue I had with him. It's the content. Like I get it, dude. You're rich. You get laid. Um, you know, I get it. Uh, but let's let's bridge out on that content a little bit. You're living life, right? So I have. I, to be honest, I didn't even remember this came out. I didn't even know it came out when it came out because right. I was off the ludicrous train. To Correct. Be Same here. Yeah. You sent me that that song. I believe you sent me lyrical healing yes. initially. Yes. Um, and then I obviously knew about Call You Bluff. Right. And so we had talked about how he's kind of underrated. Yes. Um, despite all those things we just said. Correct. He's absolutely, he doesn't so get talked about. I was that. doing some travel, so I downloaded it. And pretty much when I'm either traveling yeah. on the plane where I can't skip around and I can only listen to what I've downloaded. Right. It forces me to focus on things. Right. Or when I'm working out. Right. Which, as we talked about two episodes, I'm not doing a lot of listening <laughs> while I'm working out. Right. Exactly. Yeah. Uh I downloaded it and I really kind of sat down and I dug in on this album. And let me tell you something. Yeah. To to bring back an old school 209 to infinity infinity term. Yes. Infinity. <laughs> caught me sleeping. Yeah. Absolutely. I this album 100%. is not good. Yeah. It's fantastic. Yeah. It is his best album, in my opinion, mm. by far. Mm -hmm. The content. The realism, yep. the grown-up nature, while still having some Luda in there. Yes. It's fantastic. That's... The features are appropriate. Mm -hmm. They're not just him throwing his boys from ATL on there. Yes. I don't care. You know, too. I don't know who the fucking the disturbing the peace crew. Yeah, yeah that's where I I'm that's cool, another man. big issue I had with him was I'm like, oh man, this beat's great. Ludacris is killing it. Now here comes somebody from the Disturbing the Peace crew that isn't bad, but also isn't amazing and not blowing my mind like Ludacris was. Like right. So this album is fantastic. Yeah. I am like, I'll be honest, I'm in love with it. I am just been rotting on this for like a week plus. Mm -hmm. um, and I do get in that mode where I'll just listen to something until it's, you know, a lot. <laughs> what's the... Uh, which, you know, when like the little kid gets like the rabbit and they just love it and hug it until they kill yeah. it. I'm going to kiss you and hug you and yeah, squeeze yeah. you. That's what gonna, I do with albums I'm when I really get you George into. and I'm just going to yeah. cuddle you. Yeah. Too. yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't remember what that kid's name is, but I know what you're I'm basically about. choking out the puppy on yeah, this one. Yeah, <laughs> yeah dude. It's, uh, it, um, and it's all boils down to the content. Luda never had an issue with multiple flows, never had an issue with having a great voice, never had an issue with a cadence, never had an issue with talking about sex or money or making club tracks or club bangers or just bragging on himself, talking about how dope of an MC he was and how amazing he is and how he'll just fucking fillet you and take you down. That was never Ludacris's issue. His issue was getting beyond that. The reason why when they talk about top tier MCs, he's not mentioned. It's because the people that are considered top tier MCs, one of the things to be a top tier MC is content. Like Nas, Nas is considered a top tier MC. Does Nas talk about sex? Absolutely, but he also talks about government and politics and life and just, you name it. Nas just gave us six albums in three years and you know, the content is, the fact that the content is still amazing, over all of those mm -hmm. is incredible. I mean, that's what makes you an MC. And that's what, what make for me, what makes this album so great 
is I like there's two halves to the album. I don't know if you noticed that or picked up on that. The first half is more like a traditional ludicrous album. Uh, Grass is always greener. The ludic He always does an intro where he just spits bars. Most of his albums have that intro, but it's a song. And he spits, so he spits the fire bars on the instro. Instro? Intro. Uh-huh. Then goes into Grass is Always Greener. Call Your Bluff, where he's talking about keyboard warriors and how, yeah, talk that shit that you said in the booth. Come say it to me. Lyrical Healing, where he's just flexing his lyrical abilities. Beast Mode. Again, he's just talking about how he's a beast. And they're all great tracks, though. Then you get to Viagra, Get Lit, Come and See Me with Big Crit. These are all your typical, like, really top-notch ludicrous songs but it's his style it's the style we're all used to then the album does like i feel like a complete 360 at the good loving with miguel a really beautiful love song ocean skies with monica where he's talking about um his father passing away father passing away from alcoholism and coming to grips with that not long featuring usher uh charge it to the rap game where he talks about the the ups and downs of getting a record deal and how they try to screw you it's content 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 and really good content this has been my world where he's just talking again about look what it's like to be me what it's like to be famous what it's like to walk in my shoes you think this is so incredible let me break it down for you and explain what being me is actually like money but he's not just talking about he has it. He's talking about the pitfalls of having money. Problems with CeeLo. Again, just life's problems in my life with John Legend, which I fucking love. When John Legend comes on to a really good rap song, that John Legend uh, Scarface song on one of those last Scarface albums, the one you and I love so much uh, that we talked about, caught us sleeping on that one too. Love it. So that's what even the Jason Aldean track, I was like, uh-oh, when I got to the last one, he's bringing a country guy in to try to get that country. But no, he made Jason Aldean stay in the ludicrous lane. Ludacris didn't go like, all right, we're going to make a hip-hop song, and here we go. Jason Aldean is singing soulfully on this song, and it's a ludicrous beat, and it's a ludicrous song that happens to feature Jason Aldean. So that, for me, is what makes the album. It's one half is a classic Luda album, and then the second half, Luda said, Luda even makes a point on the album. Usher said, I can't keep doing the same thing. I've got to move forward to become great, or something to that effect. And he does that on this album, and that's what makes this album great. So, and I, and I know I told you this. I have one problem. Okay, yeah. With Ludacris. Yeah. And with this album. Yeah. Other than that, yeah, yeah. this is pretty much as close to perfection as you can get. Yeah, today. yeah. And it's the fucking skits. Yeah. We, the 1993, I, yeah. I'm throwing skits in there for yeah. no reason. You know, like the Viagra skits. Yeah, and, you know, yeah, and, and yeah. you're not, it's just, I'm so over it's not the funny. skits, dude. Like, if, if a skit is well done and funny, I don't mind it. Like, there are a few classic skits that come to mind. That when they come up on an album, I don't skip. One of them, uh, I think Regulate, Warren G, the, it's the 1994 ho draft, cracks me up every time. Or the Reverend giving the sermon. Now, we got bitches and we got hoes and he's talking like a reverend. Those are great, but there's a very small handful in the millions of skits in the hip hop world. Thousands and hundreds of thousands of skits. Yeah, dude, yeah. I don't want to hear about, oh, you took Viagra and now you don't know what to do because your erection won't go down and the nurse is like, hold on, I'll be right there. That's not even an original joke. Right. Like, uh, we, we know that joke. Like, it's been told. So other times. than the skit thing, this album is great. It's I agree. fantastic. I agree. Um, I'm really glad that I did get a chance to dig into it. Yeah, me too. And, and I'll tell you this, you, you, you kind of touched on it and how you were like, uh-oh, a little bit worried. Um. I'm not 100% positive, but I'm pretty positive. Yeah. Burning Bridges is probably my favorite song on the album. Yeah. With Jason a, Aldean. It's a really good one. Yeah. It's, 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 it's really good. And, yeah. and it's you surprisingly don't, good. If you don't know that it's Jason Aldean, you would never know. 100%. I agree. You wouldn't know, oh, that's a country dude. Like, yeah. it, it's just a dude singing very soulfully. He's singing a hook that that song needs. Yeah. It's not just like... Because that's what I'm looking at country now and everybody's trying to cash in on it, especially after the success of Jelly Roll. Now people are seeing money in country like we just you and I just 
shared back and forth that uh, Chris Calico, formerly of um, Strange, Strange Music, Music, who's now solo, just did a, an album with Colt Ford, and they're calling themselves the Hoodbillies. And they dropped an EP where he's up there with his country western hat and his clothes, and Chris Calico does not look like he belongs. It, they're cashing in on the Absolutely. Country, country rock thing right now, and a rap thing right now. And I, I don't like that. And I was worried that that was going to be what this was. But then I also had to stop and go, wait, this is 2016, though. In 2016, it didn't pay to have a country guy on and out. It like wasn't a thing. Like mm-hmm. rappers weren't getting cred for having a, a or, or selling more records for working with country dudes. So then I'm like, okay, this could be good. Like, but I was still a little worried because I remember LL Cool J did a song like, called Accidental Racist with a country guy. And it was fucking awful. And it was kind of felt like a cash in. Right. Uh, but this is not that. This is not that. The content's there. The lyrical ability's there. This ludicrous is the ludicrous that it's a grown-up ludicrous. It's a, it's an adult ludicrous going, yeah, you know, I still get laid. I'm still rich. And I can still wrap you under the table any day of the week. But guess what? I got problems. I live life. I've seen things. I've been in bad relationships. I've got a father who was an alcoholic. I've got problems with my record label. And uh, and he, he spills it and just empties his soul onto this album. And that's really where you feel it. My first initial listen, the problem I had with it was, I was like, should he have mixed it up? And what do you think about that? Like maybe taking one of the standard ludicrous songs and then one of the songs with content and then another typical ludicrous song and then another song with content and mixed it up? Or do you like that there's almost two halves to the album? Like two, it'd almost be like if you flip the tape over. Right. You'd flip the tape over at the at the content side. Like side A would be the Luda side. Like if this was a two short record, there's the clean side and the dirty side. This would be the Luda side and the content side. Like, you know, like the typical Luda right. meets the content. Uh, there was a part of me that thought, what if they mixed it up? Like what if you had a, a club banger and then went into a love song and then went into a song about his father and then went back into lyrical healing? Like, or is it, I, and I'm on the fence. I don't know if, if, I, if, if I like that it's like almost like a dual album. Like if this was two discs, the first disc would be the the standard Luda and the second disc would be the deep, the deep side versus the, the club side or something right. like that. I don't know. How do you feel about that? Uh, I just, you know what? I, I, I don't, I, I feel like it's a good mix and I feel like it's a good uh, flow into, yeah. you know, just Luda being Luda and then also now let's talk about some real stuff. Yeah. And the Luda being Luda stuff, isn't it's the good luda absolutely it's not standard yeah i want to make sure people understand that that this is top shelf luda in all shape manners and forms like this is 100 this is luda giving us his best effort on all fronts like grass is always greener even though that's still a fun bouncy kind of a club feeling record he's talking about like he's doing it in a tongue-in-cheek funny way but he's like, yeah, you know, I really want to work out and get a six pack. Oh, but then I want to eat pizza. And oh, you know, I really want to have just one woman and, and, and be monogamous. But oh, then I want to go fuck groupies. Like, and he's doing it in a silly way. But that's something we all deal with. Right, yeah. Yeah, 100%. I want, to, I want a six pack and I want to work out. But I also want to hit the McDonald's drive-thru on the way home. Yeah. You know, like. Yeah, I, I want to be in a relationship and I want to have that. And now. Then I'm now missing, you know, this. Like yeah, yeah, that's, yeah. that's that's something that is real. And like that, that hook, the grass is always greener on the other side. You always feel better when you're watching the other guy. Like it's a really great chorus. This is a strong, strong, strong album. You're right. The skits are the weak point. If I had to nitpick one other thing, like there is a lot of uh, R&B features, and sometimes I'm like, you know, it's not really necessary to have somebody singing every hook. Like there's a lot of that. But I don't. Then, then I think about that and go. But they're all good. Like the Usher's good, CeeLo Green's good. They're all. They're, they're, Jason Aldean's good. Uh, yeah. That that there's no weak link really. So and, and you know another thing I, I'm gonna tell you I do like like yeah. you look go up and down this album right yeah like there is no there's one one rap. One rap um, uh, feature. Big Crit. Yeah, That's that it. is it. Yeah. And, and Big Crit is not a surprise to us. No. Because we know rap. 
Right. But if you don't know rap and you don't pay, you only listen to mainstream stuff, you're not right. going to know who Big Crit is. Yeah. So I think that's really cool that he, and I don't know what their relationship or how Crit, yeah. you know, but Big Crit's from the South. Yes. He pops up on a lot of, uh, you know, Big Crit's is, uh, had very good success. He's not huge mainstream no, kind of guy. No. But I mean, he's got several albums and stuff that's popped up that he's done with Forty and Be Legit and all these people, you know, strange music, right. all these people from yeah. the, you know from the south. So he's definitely somebody that I like. So, um, I, I I just think that uh, it goes to to me. It's awesome that he didn't try to, you know, I'm ludicrous. I can get whoever I want on my record. Oh yeah, yeah, you know for I mean? sure. Like, if you go back to the album that he made before this, which is called Battle of the Sexes, mm -hmm. it's all about sex. But every song, like featuring Little Scrappy, featuring Trey Songs, featuring Flo Rida, featuring Little Kim, featuring Gucci Mane, featuring I-20, which is somebody from the uh, Disturbing the Peace, featuring Monica, featuring Neo, featuring Trina, featuring Eve, like it just goes on and on and on. Featuring Pitbull, featuring Ciara, like featuring Drew Hill, like clearly he's just gunning to get streams with a lot of those names. And that's the thing I love about Ludiversal is all these features don't feel like money grabs. They feel like it just is what was best for the song. Last thing before we move on. Yeah. And it's kind of talking about what you just said. Yeah. At no point in the album, outside of dumb skits, do I feel like anything is forced? Right. I agree. Yeah. And that is such a difference and so refreshing. Yes. So, Ludacris, Ludaversal, an album from 2015, eight years ago. Yes. I'll tell you right now, it's December, it's October. Yeah. This might be in my running for album of the year. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Why not? Yeah, it, because if you're loving it, and that's when you're listening to it. I don't have a problem with that, dude. You know what I mean? Yeah. He's not the first guy to catch us sleeping, and he won't be the last. But I no. am very much enjoying this. I'll uh, I'll try to share since going down this ludicrous rabbit hole. I created a playlist, and it's two hours and thirty five minutes long of a lot of hits, but then also some lesser known tracks that I love. Um, I'll put the 209 tag in it because right now I just call it Ludicrous Underrated as Hell. Mm -hmm. But I'll call it like 209 to Infinity Presents Ludicrous Underrated as Hell. And if anybody wants the playlist and can't yeah. find it, yeah. reach out to us. We'll shoot you the link. Yeah. Right. But he's got he's got so many great tracks and it, it, it really made me realize the amount of hits, the amount of incredible features. Uh, the guys really between he really didn't even start going until 2000. So between 2000 and 2015, the dude literally just murdered the game. He had it unlocked on lock for a while, like with hit records, club bangers, features. The dude was on fire. Two of the songs on my on my uh, playlist are songs from uh, Missy Misdemeanor Elliot albums, but they're right. such slappers. I had to put them on his too. Are they blappers, bro? They're blappers, baby. They slap hard, hard. But yeah, man, I, I, I'll make sure to share that uh, at some point somewhere on the socials. And, uh, and also, yeah, if you want to find it, hit us up, and I'll shoot you the link, uh, the Spotify link as well. I wonder what Bone Body Rod thinks about Ludacris. Good point. You know what this whole conversation got me thinking? How many other, not just under, there's a shitload of underrated rappers how many successful rappers, rappers who have had shit tons of hit songs um, and made money and sold records and had tons of success are underrated? Like, do you know what I mean by that? Like Luda had hits and made tons of money and sold tons of records, but he doesn't get mentioned in that great MC conversation. And I started to think, are there any other people that I think are underrated but successful? Like, you know, I named Locksmith and Chino XL. They're underrated. But they're not going platinum. Not not they're, even close. They're they're success. There's a different definition of successful yeah, yeah. for them, right? Right. Like Ludacris. Like my mom probably knows who Ludacris sure. is. He hit the mountaintop. Yeah, 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 yeah. For so, sure. I, and when I when you say that, like, how many guys? Like, he's underrated as a rapper. Correct, and that's what not I'm under, thinking. Yeah, how yeah. many other rappers that had? Are there any other rappers that had his type of success? That I consider good, like 
Hammer had that success. I don't think he's a good rapper. Vanilla Ice sold millions and millions of records, but I don't think he's a good rapper. I don't. I would never say they either of those guys are underrated. I'm going to hit you with one. Okay, let me. Yeah, who you got? I'm curious. Not sure how you feel about it. Okay. You might have to think about it. Yeah. How about Will Smith? <sighs> That's a great question, man. That's a good one. Um, because I would definitely say as far as what he's done in the game. Yeah. A little bit underrated. He doesn't get enough credit as a pioneer. But he was also a little childish in the, in the yeah. you know what I mean? And then when he was done being childish, he was very poppy. Yes, correct. Correct. But he's got some good stuff. He's always oh, he sold, I mean, Big Willie style, sold a shit to Luna albums. And so did he's the DJ, all the DJ, early DJ Jazzy Jeff and the Fresh Prince stuff. I, I, I can't say that he's underrated because I would never put Will Smith in a top any list for me. I, I enjoy Will Smith. I, I think the Jazzy Jeff and the Fresh Prince stuff is so fun to listen to, but I don't look to Will Smith for bars. That's a great one though. That I had to stop and think about that because I do have a lot of respect for Will Smith in that in that platform. But I gotta say, for me, I never have thought. I've never been like, yo, Will Smith's pen is insane. Like, dude, oh my god, did you? When was I? Did I ever text you and go, did you hear what Will Smith just said? Look at this lyric from Will Smith. Like, I don't think I've ever done that. So no, I can't say he's underrated as an MC. One I would think uh, that comes to mind, who's made a lot of solo records but got outshined because he's in a group with a guy who's considered to be a goat, Big Boy. I don't think Big Boy's mentioned nearly enough. I think that guy's insanely good. He is a top tier MC. He's got some really great solo projects, but unfortunately, and we talked about this before, he had the unfortunate circumstance or fortunate, depending on how you want to look at it, of being in a group of one of the greatest to ever do it, Andre 3000. So he just gets outshined and people, I don't think people talk about him enough. Like he is a top tier, crazy ass MC. You know the the craziest thing about <laughs> Big Boy to me? Yeah. Is Big Boy is Big Boy is a oh Big Boy. B-O-I. Big Boy is B-I-G-B-O-I. He's he's not even a great rapper. He is Oh, top he's, tier. He's top tier God level. Phenomenal. MC. Yes. And that shows you how good Andre is. And the, you know the crazy thing? We're talking about an elite top tier lyricist, rapper, right? Yeah. And, You'll never hear him in a top five. I and, never have. And he was in a group for three, you know, however many years. And then like... The guy doesn't even want to do it anymore. Yeah, no. He just stopped. Yeah. And people still talking about him more than Big Boy. I, absolutely. That Boomiverse, there's there's two or three really good solo projects from uh, Big Boy that aren't mentioned. And I've even gone back, you and I have talked about it, how we've gone back to the Speaker Box album on that Speaker Box, Love Below, Double Outcast album that isn't really an Outcast album. That Speaker Box album is pretty friggin' good. And at the time... I I shined it on and kind of ignored it because it wasn't an I wanted Andre and him together. Right. But going back now in hindsight, I'm like, oh my God, speaker boxes is off the charts. Like there's a lot of really good tracks on there. Like, but it doesn't get the props it deserves um because everybody wanted outcast and it was like that was the the goodbye to outcast. Right. And like Sir Lish, uh, Sir Lucius Left Foot. Great album. Yeah. Fantastic. I yeah. listened to it and then I loved it, and then when Big with Boomiverse came out, yeah, I listened to that and not as much, but I did. And then like I don't know what was going on in this time of my life. Like I didn't even listen to listen to Vicious Lies and Dangerous Rumors, and it's a good one. Oh, it's fantastic! Yeah, it's, it's, it's fantastic. It's, it's, I did the same thing. I backtracked and, and listened to it on Spotify later. And you know I'm gonna go back. You liked, and I wasn't a big fan of the Sleepy Brown, the Big Sleep. The one with Sleepy Brown, but I noticed now I went back and looked at the track list oh, the big other day. Sleepover. Yeah, the big sleepover with it's Big Boy and Sleepy Brown. Uh, I noticed that Killer Mike's all over it. And you and I recently reviewed that Loved Michael, the Killer Mike album. So I want to go back and listen to that, give that one another chance. 
because I'm like, my God, Killer Mike's all over it. I love Sleepy Brown's voice and I love Big Boy. Maybe I was sleeping. I may have been in a, had a headache that day or just was not in the right frame of mind. Maybe you were in the big sleepover. I might have been sleeping on the big sleepovers because you were like, I really like this. And I was like, I don't know, dude. I wasn't feeling it. Like, so I'm going to go back and read this into that. But Big Boy jumps to mind. Another one that jumps to mind for me that I don't hear people put in their top fives or their top tens. I think he gets more respect than Big Boy is Busta Rhymes. Busta Rhymes has had the hit records. Busta Rhymes has the crazy energy in the stage show, the outlandish voice and the energy. But that dude spits like chopper flow, slow flow, deep voice, gravelly voice, crazy dungeon dragon flow. Like, and he's got bars. There's he holds his own with Eminem. If you listen to the track uh, where they use the House of Pain beat, the it was a rampage, I think. He does not only hold his own with Eminem, I think he may have the better verse. I'm not 100% sure on that. I'd have to go back and listen. I, I can tell you this. We could sit here and we talk all day about underrated rappers. Yeah. Because that's a different conversation than underrated rappers who've had big success yeah, elsewhere. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Right? Yeah. Like, But Busta was definitely, he had big albums, sold records, hit records, club bangers. But people don't talk about him that much as far as like... You don't, he's on the top 50 MCs of all time by vibe, but he's like at 38. Yeah. That's low. That's really, that's for him. I think that's low. We know the success he's had, but I would say that Tech Nine's an underrated rapper. Oh, 100%. You know, for, he doesn't get mentioned. Oh, no. That, nobody yeah. talks about Tech Nine. Like, I watch the TikTok videos. Like, we know you, the, the, the thing will pop up on people's head and they'll be like, pick yeah, yeah. your best rapper or rank your rappers. Yeah, yeah. Dude, half the people don't even know who Tech Nine is. And that's insane to me. Dude, he's. Yeah, a guy's been in the game for so right. long. The world's most successful independent rapper of all time. I'm pretty sure he's still got that. Like, it's crazy to me that that, that he doesn't get talked about. You're right. That's a, that's a good one. I'll tell you one who I think is underrated is King T. King T, yeah. Had success early, but yeah. yeah. Had some success. Does not get talked about very much. You're No, I'd give him that, yeah. I know there's guys that you like that are from that, that you know, like Brother Ali. Yeah. yeah underrated, yeah, yeah. that yeah, kind yeah, of yeah, yeah, stuff. Yeah. Yeah, but I was really, Ludacris got me really thinking about guys that hit that quote and unquote success. Right. Like with the record That's what I'm saying. It's a different, it's a different conversation. Tours. Yeah, yeah. Because like I said, there's so many underground, underrated MCs. Like Locksmith should be famous to me. Chino XL should be super famous to me. But like, I'd say now, I think now, uh, well, nah, I don't want to say. I was going to say Eminem because I feel like people hate on him lyrically now because he's put out some stinker albums. Uh, but he's still mentioned in several top, he's in top fives and top tens all the time. So no, I'm gonna retract that. Eminem's not in that mix. He's successful and still considered by many people to be one of the greatest to ever do it. Same thing with Jay-Z. Jay-Z's always mentioned. Nas is always mentioned. There's certain guys. Biggie and Tupac haven't made a record in 30 years and they'll still be considered to be two of the greatest to ever touch microphones. Like, right. But uh, I, yeah, but I would say, yeah, successful rappers who are underrated it's a little bit harder because a lot of the guys that have success i don't care for like if you're hitting pop charts and selling records isn't always going to necessarily mean like uh that i'm loving what you're doing on the mic because there's like warren g sold a shitload of records but i would never say he's an underrated mc i love his music right but i wouldn't say Oh my God, Warren G's pen is ridiculously right. good. Like, no, not at all. Like, he's not a great rapper. Like, like, not not nearly. Snoop. So before we move on to this next thing, I'll just say this. Like, and this is and this is more of I guess probably the rapper in a group who doesn't get the shine that yeah. they should. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And that would be Tretch. Naughty. Oh, oh, Naughty was huge. And yeah, Tretch, nobody talks about Tretch. Yeah, as a lyricist. Oh my lazy, God. You know? Yeah, no, that's great, dude. I love Tretch. I think that last Naughty album, I think it was 1999. Was it the, I can't remember, the one with Jamboree on it. And I really like that album. I think that album's incredibly underrated. And you're right. Tretch has a flow. Nobody flows like Tretch. Still to this day. That click, clack, get back, boom, back. Like, Tretch is just different. Like, Tretch is on another level, dude. Like, Eminem said, I heard the first Naughty by Nature album, and I quit rapping for that summer. Because I was like, it's fucking over, dude. I can't. What's this guy doing? You put me in Shirley's Temple, and I come out a Shogun. Like, he's just crazy, dude. And his click, clack, snap back. He's got a weird flow, and it's just different. Like, no, that's, that's a great call. Tretch is definitely underrated. He'll never get... 
He never makes a top 50, top 20. Right. Naughty was huge, though. Feel Me Flow, all OPP, Hip Hop Hooray, massive, massive anthems. They had anthems, dude. Craziest. So good, dude. So good, man. Yeah. So 100%. I, I would agree with that. Transition, baby. That's the transition music. Was that American Band by our? Yeah, it's a traveling band. Traveling band. Traveling man. Uh, the other side of the choose your own adventure was uh, delivery services and uh, food thing. Yes. And uh, so probably didn't hear it because we have just immaculate audio here. Yes. Uh, just had some burritos delivered. Yes, we did. Uh, that's a beauty. Too. Like we don't have to leave and then drive. And yes. Got some burritos delivered for uh, for Bill's birthday celebration. Yes. Bill's birthday burrito celebration. It's also savage. It's a it's a it's a it's a multiple birthday celebration. This is uh, mm. not just me, my friend. Yes, I, yes, there's yes. a gift sitting over there. I brought you today. Oh, you're right. This is. Yeah. yeah. Um. The so. A, I wanted to talk about how you were you, you were talking about, oh man, it's crazy, like the fees and the stuff that they threw on there. And oh like, yeah. How like, you know, someone will order something that's like 17 bucks and if you're not appropriately using promo codes and discounts yes. or options or whatever, yeah. you're gonna pay like $33 for your $17 thing. It's insane. Just it, drive to the store, dude. Yeah, and every time the gas goes up, it gets worse, man. Like I, I was doing DoorDash. And I would be just, I've used, I was a DoorDasher and I've only used DoorDash twice. Both times I used DoorDash is when I had COVID. And I love the fact of the thing I like about Door, DoorDash is I way overpaid for the food. I paid, you know, I paid, you know, 20 some odd dollars to have them drop Burger King on my front doorstep, but mm -hmm. they dropped it on my doorstep. I didn't have to have my wife cook something for me and risk her catching COVID. And I could just open my door, reach out and grab it and sit on my couch and eat it. It's super convenient, but it's crazy expensive. Right. So I don't understand the people that are dashing daily. Like I would take, when I door dashed, there were certain addresses. Oh, it's Bob. There's Bob again. 1618 Maple Way, Bob Jones wants his Jack in the Box. And I would get ridiculous shit like somebody that just wanted a raspberry tea from Carl's Jr. Something that was probably a dollar ninety nine, but they paid me, you know, eight dollars to drive it from the Carl's Jr. and Martell to the apartment complex over in, uh, in in Jackson by the Kennedy the Kennedy Meadows apartments behind the movie theater. You know, like you really needed a raspberry tea that bad. You know, they sell raspberry tea at the Rayleigh's Market. You could get a whole shitload of it and put it in your fridge. Is there something about that fused tea that Carl's Jr. has that makes you worth spending? By the time she factored in the delivery fee, the tax, the actual price for that tea, and then what DoorDash has to pay me, that was like a $10 for a drink. You know what I'm saying? Like probably, I'm guessing, I got paid like like seven to deliver it. So you know what I'm saying? So what are she be paying for that one drink? Right. I've delivered like a couple of cups of coffee to people before. Like, dude, get a coffee maker in your house. Are you serious? I've delivered uh, two bags of groceries literally across the street before. Like, oh man, I'm, I'm at the, uh, the Safeway in El Dorado Hills, got an order for 10 bucks. And it was literally a delivery to the apartment con complex across right. the street. Right. Like, like, so at a certain point, I get it. If you're stuck at home, you're working, you can't leave, or you haven't showered, maybe you haven't washed your ass or your hair, whatever. I just, I, the thing that I wonder is, is like, is it just like, I think that there's, there's, a, there's two schools on this, man. Yeah. It's like, people are like, ah, whatever. This, that's what it costs these days to do things. Yeah. And then there's me like, I'm not throwing $14 away when i could go drive around the corner absolutely that's how i that's the school i'm in yeah, yeah. And, and, and like and like sometimes like like these burritos right like i told you yeah, i got yeah. for some reason i got a notification that i can get grubhub plus for free for a year because i have amazon amazon prime yeah, right. yeah. so i signed up for it which right. means no delivery fees reduced service charges right so i ended up paying like two dollars and 98 cents or 341 or something for tip plus the fee 
That's really good. Yeah. So three bucks so that we don't have to leave and we can get the burritos delivered You'll to our burn door. That driving, Worth it. Driving. Worth yeah. it. Gas is almost right? five fifty a gallon. Now, if I put yeah. my burrito in and your burrito in and I hit, you know, and it was $23 and I hit total and it was $39, I'd be like, Bill, as soon as we're done, we can go get burritos. We'll go pick them up. Yeah. 100%. And that, that's, that would be, I use those mobile apps and I order it so just so it's ready and then I go pick it up. Well, I'll tell you things kind of cool about uh, the Grubhub Plus is if you pick it up, you get 5% back on your order. Nice. That's really cool, actually. I, yeah. I've never used Grubhub. I've only used, uh, I didn't know Grubhub Plus was even a thing. The only reason I use it is because it's free. Right. That's it. Yeah, yeah, that, yeah. I wouldn't, yeah, yeah. Because I have DoorDash, but like I said, only when I was sick. So yeah, I'm I'm constantly blown away. But, and also with DoorDash, every time the gas goes up, they charge more for the fees. Because yep. they, know, they know people, you know, I had to, you know, I, I've made a, an executive decision that, when my real estate money starts to run out and get tight, I'm going to have to find another means to make money. Cause I really rattled up with, with, you know, started adding up the wear and tear to the car, the brakes, the tires, the mileage to the car and gas. I was like not making enough money to make it worth my while. Like, you know, if, if I dashed from seven in the morning until six at night, six thirty, did breakfast, lunch, and dinner, if I was really hustling, I might make $220. But hustling that much, I've burned a tank of gas. So there's 50 bucks out. So subtract 50 from 220, that's what I made for the day. But that's not also counting, I just, the, the, the driving you're doing for DoorDash, the stop and go, back and forth, back and forth, stop and go, stop and go, back and forth, turn the car on, turn the car off, turn the car on, turn the car off, go, 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 go. It's not like you're just on the open road doing 60 for 300 miles. It's stop and go, start start and stop all day long. Right. So the, the, the mileage, the wear and tear to my vehicle, the tires, the brakes, I, it's, it's, I don't know how you make a living doing that. And I did it because it was flexible. So that's my big problem. I've got to, if I don't get into another escrow here soon and my money starts that I have stashed away starts to get low, I got to figure out what's something I can do that's part-time, that's flexible, where I can bring in a little cash until the next escrow comes. And that's that's the problem. That's the magic trick. <sighs> Welcome to Good Burger, home of the Good Burger. Can I take your order? Is that part-time and flexible though? That's, see, that's the thing about DoorDash. If I'm in the middle of dashing, and I get an order and I'm like, oh wait, I got a client that needs something. I could be like, decline that order, clock out. I'm my own boss when I DoorDash. It's a 1099. They don't tax me. I gotta pay taxes on that at the end of the year. I don't have a boss. I don't have anyone I answer to. If I'm doing, welcome to Good Burger, home of the Good Burger, man, take your order. I got a shift leader that's my boss that's telling me what to do. Right. And if I'm like, hey, I got a client, man, that wants, to go, wants me to go show him a property in Placerville. Deuces, homie, I'm out. They're going to be like, yeah, you are. You're fired. <laughs> Get taken. That's my dilemma, man. That's De my dilemma. De deuces indeed. Yeah, that's my dilemma. But the thing I learned too is this year versus last year door dashing is so many more people have figured it out. Like I would literally, I'll go, oh, I, I just got a DoorDash order for, I don't know, let's say the Panda Express in El Dorado Hills. I'd get into that Panda Express and there'd be 10 other people waiting for orders. And they were like, hey, I'm Eli from Grubhub. And oh, I'm, uh, you know, I'm, I'm Bob from Instacart. I'm Susie with DoorDash as well. They were all dashers. And I'm like, oh, this is why I'm only getting one order every 45 minutes. Right. Because they've got double the amount of people they need. Like, and they're just gonna let keep letting people do it because they want to ensure that all the orders get delivered. They don't give a shit if we make a living. They just want to make sure that their products delivered in the fastest manner possible. So the more people they have doing it, the better. But all of a sudden I realized I'd sit for 30 or 40 minutes and get shit. But that just shows you how many people are using it, man. Like it's it's insane to me. Like, yeah, they're not gonna get my money unless I'm desperate, like right. really desperate, dude. That's just where I'm at, man. So I agree with you. Like I use it like very sparingly, only when I need it. I'm in the camp, I can go around the corner and pick it up. Like I, I don't have a problem. I have utilized like have the groceries ready. I do like that. Like place your grocery order and come pick it up and they throw it in the trunk. I've oh, that's that. absolutely yeah. correct. But you're not yeah. paying. No, no, no. Hey, yeah, yeah we, we'll get everything for you and we'll put it up and you can just drive up to the thing, but it's going to be $14 for us to do that. For yeah, you. yeah, yeah. No, it's it's a different world. Like yeah. that shit's cool. And like I said, the apps where you can have it ready and well, you go the, pick it up. And then that leads me kind of into the next thing is, and this is partially connected, but like 
tipping is out of control. Yeah. Right? Yeah. The tip spectation. Yeah, okay. Is what they're yeah. calling it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, and yeah. it's it's become and, and and the thing that it happens is this, right? It was um why did this where did this come from? Yeah, yeah. It was initially because of the pandemic. Right. Right? Yeah. Uh, that's when this thing Yeah, we started tipping people who we didn't used to tip because we were trying to support essential workers in this time of crisis. Right. That's yeah. essentially where this started from, right? Yeah. And then the pandemic went away, but this tip expectations didn't. Right. Yeah. Right? And so there's that, right? We have the everything technology based, right? So anything where you scan or you tap or whatever, what's the first thing that pops up as soon as you're done? How much the tip, tip you screen? Want to leave. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Right? Yep. Which is the tip screen, which is a now you're kind of getting nudged. Yeah, yeah. And there's no option. Usually it doesn't say no tip. You have to go to like other. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And then the person standing there looking at you. Right. Correct. Right. So now you got the power of the nudge. Awkward. Plus, yeah. you know, yeah, yeah. you know, you're you're you're. What do you want to call it? Social pressure? Yeah, yeah, 100%. You yeah, know, yeah. and it, it's 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 like becoming in the middle of making your sandwich. I don't yeah. want them to spit on it. Like, yeah, like but I need to pay. Like Right. And I was yeah. and, and 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 I think it was I had heard something and then uh my son Justin told me the same thing. If you try to tip in Japan, they won't close your order out till you take your tip off. Oh, there's okay. no tipping. Oh, got you, got you. You you have a job. Yeah, that's what you're supposed to do. Right. And then the flip side to that is most people say, well, then these employees, these big companies did to pay their their people properly so that they don't expect the tip. They're not paid properly for the job they're doing. So there's a whole nother argument there, too. As someone who's lived off of tips, who waited tables for who worked in restaurants for 18 years, I get what you're saying. Like my Subway sandwich artist, I use the term artist loosely, not 100 percent sure they deserve a tip. Uh, you know, when they're, they're just like, what kind of meat you want? What kind of lettuce you want? Okay. And they send it down the line and throw it in a bag. But like something like I was doing as a waiter, like I was basically a slave. Like when somebody was like, give me a to-go box. You got it. Give me some more ranch. You got it. Hey, this, this steak ain't cook right. Take it back and fix it. You got it. Fix me a milkshake. You got it. Get me a bag. You got it. Like that, that I'm bending over backwards. Absolutely. So that, so, so that's, that's the service industry. Right. You're being, you're providing an act of service. Sure. Right. For sure. You're like. And, and 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 I'll be honest, like we've talked about this. Was what's the difference between being cheap and frugal? Right. Yeah. Right? Yeah, yeah. And I don't want to be considered a cheap person. Right. But also, I'm not gonna tip you if you ain't doing shit. Right. Yeah. yeah like yeah. making my sandwich is your job. Right. That's why true. am I tipping you to make my sandwich? You work at a sandwich place. Right. Yeah. Yeah. You're not. Making my sandwich, bringing it to my table, refilling my drink. Right, exactly. Right, exactly. Yeah. Going to get me a cookie because now I want a cookie. You're right. not a Ooh, waiter. Those cookies are good, though. Right? Yeah. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> yes, I, yeah. Like, absolutely. that's different than like me going to Red Robin and you refilling my drink and me not having to ask to refill my drink oh, or waiting. Like, yeah, yeah. That, you did a great job. I want to tip you appropriately. Right. And that, go, and that goes for the, uh, the, 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 to take us back to the Grubhub and the DoorDash. Like there's literally a viral video, a video that went viral of a man who pulls up with the lady's food, hands her the food and goes, this is a really nice house. $5 tip. Are you fucking kidding me? You cheap. And he lays into her, lets her fucking have it. Well, the video goes viral. She reports him to DoorDash. He's fired. They no longer allow him to drive. But, you know, he took the order. You don't have to accept the order. So he saw, okay, this order needs to go to 2825 Maple Street. They want Burger King, and they're going to tip me $5. He accepted it. Then he got there and saw how beautiful the home was. And he went, this is a really nice house. Five bucks, really? You cheap son of a bitch. And he lays into her and really lets her have it. And she's just like, uh, you know, you didn't have to accept it. I'm sorry. Like... And uh, I love reading the comments for that because a lot of people are like, this guy's an asshole. I'm glad he got fired. And other people are like, well, you got to consider the the tires, the wear and tear on the car. And I'm like, well, fuck all that. He should have considered that when he took the order. Like he took it. He accepted it. it, it yeah. and, and that's the thing, right? Yeah, yeah. So like, A, you, you know the wear and tear you're putting on your car. You're doing this. And maybe you're doing it out of desperation. Maybe you're doing it. Maybe oh, you're frustrating. Sure. Yeah, yeah. And you never know what people are going through. Right. But at the end of the day, you have to select that order, right? Right. You have to. I'll do it. this. If you don't I'll take, take it, this it goes one to somebody else. Yeah. That's right? how it works. Yeah. So don't get there and then be like, oh, these people might be rich. They only gave me five bucks. That's cheap. Yeah. 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 Guess what? 
Now you're maybe taking this job out of desperation, and now you don't have it. And and because you're an idiot. And with DoorDash, I don't know how it is with Grova, but with DoorDash, like I would always, if I if I keep the lines of communication open and I do my job and I let them know where I am, sometimes they would add more to the tip after the fact. Like so, um, if if I was a, if I got to Jack in the Box and, and I was like, hey, they're out of curly, I call her. Be like, hey, they're out of curly fries. They only have Chris Cut. Are you good with that, or do you want standard? Uh, standard's good. Thank you. Hey, no problem. Okay, uh, I'm waiting on the standard. Then I text her, hey, you know, the standard's taking a little longer. They're busy. They're backed up. It's going to be like another 10 minutes. Okay, thank you so much. Then I get in the car. Got it. Finally, everything's done. Sorry about the wait. I'm on my way. Be there. GPS says 10 minutes. Okay, thank you. Then I get there and, you know, that $2 tip, then she bumps up to three fifty. Because she's like, appreciate your time, gives me a good rating, whatever. That kind of thing. If you're if if you're going above and beyond, then then I think you may deserve a little bump or a little extra. I don't expect it. I don't do that thinking I'm going to get it. Right. I do it because there's a chance, and I do it because I think that's what I would want somebody to do for me. Right. As as well, you know, I would hope they would keep me updated and keep the lines of communication open. And then I would usually, when I drop the order off, even if everything went smooth and I didn't have to send them anything. A lot of times I just want you to leave it on the front door. I'd leave it on the door and say, thanks so much. Enjoy your food. Have a great day. And every once in a while, somebody would go, thank you, man. Appreciate it. Extra $2. So, but I never, I would, because you can accept the orders. I would look at the miles. So that's the thing you got to factor in when you get one of those orders. How far is it? How much is DoorDash paying me? And how much are they tipping? You look at all that and go, okay, this order is only a mile and a half. Like I'm right by the coffee shop and it's, having me go around the corner they're only tipping two dollars but it's a mile and a half it's going to take me five minutes to get there who who makes two dollars in five minutes you know it's two dollars you know you make 15 bucks an hour like right it's it's, it's you, you weigh all that out like you look at it and go okay this one's 10 miles away and it, i'm only being paid paid ten dollars with the tip and it's going to take me a half hour to get there and a half hour to get back not worth it or whatever 10 miles i don't know if that's a half hour but so you factor all that in you have to look at it you have to think quick because they give you 30 seconds to accept the order so there's a clock ticking and you have to look at that and go okay i'm being paid this much tipped this much it's this far take it and then you go so you factor all that in so there should be no shock that you're not getting enough tip if you took the order you thought it was good enough like that's it there are people that don't include a tip and they want you to go eight or nine miles, and I just wouldn't accept the order. I'm like, I'm not gonna deliver your food for. There, there were literally orders where it'd be like four bucks. DoorDash was gonna pay me four dollars to deliver their food, and I'm like, I'm not gonna do that for four dollars. It's right. not worth it. Like, so, so what do you guys think? Do you think that the tipping thing is out of control? Do you guys use the, the services? Do yeah. you look at that? Yeah. Like this is a different era. Like this is not something that ten years ago we would ever talk about. Yes, no. It's, it's a new world we live in, yes. and and you know now you know you all these people at fast food places are making twenty dollars an hour and eighteen dollars an hour, and that's why you go to McDonald's to get a couple breakfast items. You're now out thirteen, fourteen bucks yes. instead of like seven bucks. Yeah, and that's a whole other conversation with all these people, and you know, fast food workers demanding higher wages, and it's there's this whole argument of well, it, it is hard work. I did fast food. It's hard. It's hard fucking work, but it's like. Hardest three days of my life. Yeah, yeah, Taco Bell, baby. I know, I hear you. But so do they deserve more money or should they just use that? Are we encouraging people like that, people asking for more money in fast food by giving them more money? Are we encouraging them to stay in dead-end jobs or should we keep it at a lower rate of pay and hopefully encourage them to go to school and move on and get a career? That's a big argument as well. Like, why are we paying, you know, uh, fast food workers above minimum wage. Well, because nobody wants to do it. So you have to entice them to come do those jobs. They're still needed. Somebody's got to do it. Right. Because my fat ass is going to be in the drive-thru, right? So right. they're enticing them with more money, but then that in turn makes prices go up, which affects our pocketbooks, and then we're all mad. Um, so I don't know. It's a vicious cycle. There really isn't a right or wrong answer, but it's a, it's a hell of an interesting conversation for sure. Man. Well, I'll tell you this, buddy. Yeah. We just had two burritos delivered. Yes. So we should go take care of them. Oh, man. I'm hungry, too. Hell Perfect. Man. You ready for me to get us on up out here? Hey, by the way, happy birthday. Happy five-year anniversary, man. Thank you, buddy. Uh, uh, it's been an amazing ride. I've enjoyed every moment of it. Not only do I love recording the podcast, but I love coming here and seeing you, man. Uh, 
This is, like I said, just become a part of the fabric of my life. And uh, there are days when I'm like, oh, God, I don't know if I want to do this. But to be honest, man, I can't imagine my life without it. I can tell you this, buddy. Thank you so much. Um, and uh, I got two things for you. I'm going to let you choose your own adventure one more time. One more time. Yeah. All right. I love it. I love it. I got, I got merch. Okay. And I got honesty. Ooh, that's tough. I love good merch. But I like honesty, too. Let's go merch. I'm curious. I have had a request for some merch. Okay. So we might need to get back on that 209, at some point. The yeah. 209 gear. Okay. Yeah. 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 So uh, just FYI, I've gotten that request. Where's okay. mine? Where's mine? Oh, I didn't know you had that. Yeah. Because I wear my, I'll, I'll, I'll wear that shit at the airport. Yeah, I always wear mine when I go out of town. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I do that, too. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So uh, there's that. And then honesty. Yeah. Uh, we're going to be starting a new season next time people hear us. We're going to be on season six. Yeah. Let's hope in season six, we see a little less of each other. Yeah. <laughs> Just in, yes. in, 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 in physical form. Huh? Weight wise. Yes. <laughs> I knew exactly what you meant. Yes. Yeah. The goals, baby. Let's All right, buddy. Going. So on that note, let's go eat some burritos. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. All right. In the immortal words of my man, George Clinton, anything good is nasty, but it ain't good unless you play with it. So go out there and have some fun, my people. And until the next time, we will see you in the 209. Happy November, y'all. Burritos, baby. <laughs>